We are live with it back with another episode of the Fit and Faith Revelation podcast. In today's episode, we are diving straight into it, diving deep into a caloric surplus, the importance behind it, and why it's a necessity towards building lean muscle mass, or if you want to actually gain the muscle, why it's necessary to do just that. Let's hopping into it. We're not going to think about any objections here. We're just going to push through with this topic. A caloric surplus in simplicity and simple terms, all it really is, is you being able to burn burn more than what you actually burn less than what you actually consume in a day consuming more calories than what you expend in a day energy wise right so if you're actually eating more than what your body expends in a day how often should you be really staying in this type of in this position in this environment how often should you, your body should you be consuming more in terms of your energy expenditure per day, whether you're walking, you're doing your cardio, whether you have little to no idea on what food you should be eating to really cover that surplus. And from my extent, or from my based on my experience, I would go into a caloric surplus no longer or no later than less than a month, month and a half. I would eat, consec- I would eat consistently. I would split my meals throughout my day. I would eat three to four times per day, making sure I eat a minimum of 200 grams of protein. That's where my body weight is at 200 pounds. So I would consume about 200 grams of protein. I would do this daily for a month to a month and a half. And that's all it really is. You being able to consume more than your body burns. And this is ideally the best scenario for when you actually want to go on a bulk then go back and cut. And this is what I used to go on back when I was on a bulk. I would have four meals throughout my day, breakfast, lunch, and then I would have two dinner, two two pieces of dinner throughout my day, right? Whether it be lasagna or it'll be a, a side of meat protein with vegetables. And my other dinner would probably include maybe steak or with some mashed potatoes. And my choice of lean greens, I would have two dinners to rotate by with you know breakfast and lunch. You know, that was typically my my daily regimen. Nothing too complex, nothing too serious. But ideally, it was something that I would stick and hold myself accountable to every single day. Now, with that being said, when should you get off the caloric surplus? Like I said before, a month and a month and a half is what I went on. Then I went to go back on a cut. Although you can typically go on a bulk longer than that. Although for the the maximum results and manif- maximum benefits of the caloric surplus, you ideally want to go on a month, a month and a half long. If you're eating more than what your body burns in a day, then go back and cut on it. And being able to bulk for like three to four months is great and all. But when you bulk for an extended period of time, your body begins to accumulate additional fat. And the additional fat you accumulate through, through an extended bulk duration period your body begins to store that fat and not only does it make it harder to lose that fat when you go back on the cut and it makes it extensionally hard so you have to find not only the discipline necessary to actually cut off all that fat by going on a three to four month bulk but since that body has held on to that fat for so long it's going to take significantly longer for you to actually shed it and it's going to take work but it's definitely feasible it's definitely possible to burn off the fat however to really maximize and optimize your growth in terms of you building up your peak physical physique, right? That's what we're all here for, to actually build a better physique, build a better body, build more confidence to live a life that we are you know, happy and fulfilled to live. And ideally, 
it comes down to the importance of mastery behind going on a book for a short period of time and then going on a cut. And before you want to go on the cut, you first want to establish your maintenance in calories after the bulk, then gradually lean back into the cut period, right? You don't want to obviously jump from the, the amount of calories you eat, you eat from your bulk session, right? So if you eat 2,600 calories you know, daily for your bulk, right? You don't want to dramatically cut back to 2,000 calories and you know start going on a cut that you want to gradually establish your maintenance level and gradually decrease the amount of calories you do so over time. This is the most optimal, most efficient way to actually stay consistent to your diet, to your exercise, to your plans, because you are gradually moving down the ladder. When you gradually put yourself into us in the situation in life to where you're at one place and you gradually go back down to another, you don't abruptly jump. You just gradually phase down. It makes the game a lot more easier. It makes you it makes you hold yourself more accountable to towards actually achieving that goal, because having the the mindset, the awareness, and being conscientious about how you're doing certain things in life is going to make the what of a difference in in how you can actually achieve X goal. Whether that goal is to really get shredded, you know, lose some serious belly fat, get rid of that dad bod. All of it is as of it is. And it only comes down to you really understanding that the caloric surplus is all it really is, is making sure you actually expend, you burn more energy. You no, know, you consume more calories than you expend in a day. So it's fairly easy to really go on a boat because all you really have to do is really just, you know, consume more. And ideally, it's not really about just shoving food down your throat, you know, and calling it a boat because you have the the clean book and you have the dirty book and essentially there is a massive difference between the two and especially how it especially how it really builds into your physique there is a massive difference you can really see in definition in tone and in body structure how the book is going to look like if you eat right or if you eat dirty and for the clean book it's really about making sure you're eating the right new the right foods that have the nutritional value and density so your body can actually use that for fuel, use it for growth. And not only will your body begin to grow in the right way, in the right direction for a bulk and how it's supposed to be, but it's going to be on the right track. So when you want to go and dial back into your cut, your body's going to look more chiseled, it's going to look more toned, more cut as compared to when you go on a dirty bulk. I haven't gotten in the dirty bulk myself because I was fully conscientious about it. Although all the dirty bulk really is, we're not paying attention to the foods that we're eating. And the foods that we do consume have no little to no nutritional value. So when we may call it a bulk and we're consuming these types of foods, we then begin to have the physical appearance of what begins to look like a dirty bulk. And if you don't know what it is, it's going to be hard to really visually visually explain it if you're actually eating right or if you're just getting new into the game of you know, fitness and nutrition and you don't know what a dirty bulk looks like but being fully aware and being you know fully adaptive and being able to actually consume the right nutrients that are going to give you the best results the best optimal results necessary so you can actually grow and reach your peak physical physique a caloric surplus is great as you need to be in a certain zone and 
an easy way to do it, like I said before, splitting your meals. And splitting your meals is a very simple and efficient way to going about doing it. If you're unsure about what food you should eat, how much protein you have to be consuming, all it is for me, it's going to be different for women in general, you know, because women, majority of them do eat less than men. But for us, we need to be consuming at least, you know, one, one gram of protein per body weight or 1.1. For me, I kind of stick around the range of one, sometimes 1 1.2 grams of body weight. So if you weigh 160 grams, you want, you weigh 160 pounds, right? You should consume at least 160 grams of protein. So that's really where you want to be. It's really where you want to see yourself consuming and being consistent with consuming the amount of protein per day. And if you say, oh, I, I have no idea, no way to actually consume 160 g's of protein, you can easily go to your local store, pick up a supplement, you know, make a protein shake, whether that's 25 to 50 g's easily, or you can go to your local store again, pick up some protein bars. Again, that's about 15 to 20 g's of protein. And it's it's really easy and simple ways to actually meet your your protein goal. It doesn't have to be all about consuming, you know, chicken, steak, pork, you know, etc. But a good majority of your protein sources are to come from consuming meats as as well. So all you gotta do is pretty much divide the number of grams in protein, divide that by four because you have four meals per day, or if you stay to if you have three meals per day, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, whatever the case may be, divided by three, divided by four. It's a number that will consistently go into whatever well depending upon how much you weigh but it definitely goes into that number as of it as of itself so use that number and be sure to consume that amount for each of your meals as well as you have you know, supplements you know protein bars actually help with that as well so it makes the game a lot more easier to consume and I don't even want to call this the mental game, but it's really all about just, you know, doing what needs to be done so you can see the immediate change you want to see in your life. And in terms of building muscle, making sure that you you actually writing a caloric surplus you need to be eating more to actually build the muscle. Yes. But then you want to cut and dial back to see what your physique actually looks like after you go on a bulk. I wouldn't recommend them more than a month and a half. And then once you cut, you can continue to dial in because the longer you stay in the bulking phase, you know, it's you know, longer your body continues to hold on to these, hold on to the, the fat that begins to be stored into the body, you know, used for fuel. So it begins to become slightly harder to actually shed the fat over time you know, than to actually go on a bulk for a shortened period of time and then to dial back on the cut, you know. So it's making sure you really ride a caloric surplus, which is necessary to actually see growth in your own muscle, you know, build muscle to achieve a physique. It's it's definitely necessary if you actually want to put on size. If you don't want to put on size, you want to stay where you are. I mean, maintenance is good. If you want to look slim, lean, like, you know, pretty much anybody out there. But you know, if you want to really, you know, build the muscle or whatever your physique really is, if you want to put on size and, you know, really understanding the importance behind this and how it can really change and allow you to reach your peak physical physique. That's it. That's all for today's episode of the Fit and Faith Revelation podcast. If and only if you learn something new from this podcast, I'm more than encouraged to go and share it to your story, share it with a friend or even a family, even to an associate you might not work with needs to know about this podcast. Or if somebody needs to put on some muscle and they're looking a little bit skinny over there, go and educate them about this podcast as well. Tune into the upcoming episodes that we're going to be having this week. 
Peace.